My husband openly brags to me and the kids about how many women throw themselves at him. Okay, OP. This is OKOP. Okay, I'm Samuel Donner. And I'm John Fry. And John, uh, people have been making fun of me recently. They because have. It's they, not acceptable. Yeah, it's kind of rude. I feel bad. They said that my camera is so zoomed in <laughs> that they can see the back of my throat. And if you could see the back of my throat, you would understand that I don't have any tonsils because I got them taken out when I was like five. They're honestly, I think they're just jealous of your your good oral hygiene. Yeah. And yeah. maybe they have inflamed the tonsils. Oral <laughs> the best oral. <laughs> maybe it's just a no bunch. No one of- has better oral. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> oral hygiene, that is. Hygiene. Uh, let's, let's keep oral. it clean, guys. Let's keep hygiene. it clean. <laughs> That's how we do it. All right. Um, and with that and with that all right john i got a story i got a story hit me with it baby all right my husband openly brags to me and the kids about how many women throw themselves at him kind of something you don't want to uh to brag about yeah i don't know if you're like kids you wouldn't believe the dime that was trying to (laughs) the broads that are just (laughs) that was just throwing themselves i could have twisted every nipple within a mile radius of this house but i don't maybe we just use all like 1950s terms to describe like there was a bunch of broads throwing themselves (laughs) couldn't stop them you know uh, I, I was about to I was about to do more 1950s stuff, but then I was just like, okay, this is getting it will get sexist very quick. Oh, that's true. I got I got one though. All right, uh, there's uh, broads throwing themselves at me like Dwight Eisenhower throwing roads on the interstate. Wow, that wow. See, wow, 1950s historical, historical reference. I'm, and no one is offended. I'm very impressed. That's like the one thing I remember from uh, AP US history, which was like he invested very heavily in the road infrastructure. Just like this, this dad's investing in <laughs> these broads. <laughs> in investing <Bochi>. is, is <laughs> salami. <laughs> Uh, Prime salami service. Mm, Yummy, yummy. All right. My husband and I are expats in a country where the average household considers themselves lucky to make $2,000 to $3,000 a year. So we're talking. Wow. Where are they living? Probably like, I don't know, like South America. I mean, yeah, that's that's Africa. Low, low. For the purpose. uh, I know. And just just for for reference, like that covers like two months rent. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. If you're lucky. If you got a deal. Yeah. Sam is the king of deals. I, I, I try. I try. I'm like the the joker of deals for the purpose of not giving too much identifying information out i will be referring to the country as country e yugoslavia eureka you figured it out no i'm just i'm I'm just trying to find (laughs) i was like wow that was e countries but yugoslavia is is not an e country i was about to say you should go on um, country country that begins with e country that begins estonia no estonia is pretty wealthy i feel like yeah i don't know if it's el salvador el salvador maybe el salvador country e el salvador two and a half years ago my husband who works in finance was promoted to a position in which he could finally have the compensation authority and projects that he always dreamed of nice the downside was the position would be in the company's headquarters in another country. And basically, it required us to move away from our families and our friends. But I was so excited for my husband and our kids, 15 female and 10 male, were so happy about experiencing another culture as well as supporting their dad that we urged my husband to take the position. So everyone's on board. Yeah, here. it sounds They're like an like, adventure, family yeah, adventure. Family adventure, you're making more money in an exotic location. Sounds good. What could go wrong? Because they were telling my husband they wanted to see him there as soon as 
as possible ASAP, we agreed that he would go settle in and we would fly over around two months later. It seems that the moment his plane took off towards country E marked the beginning of the end of all his feelings of respect and appreciation for me and the kids. Oh God. Things are going downhill. After just two months apart, I could sense a drastic change in my husband. He went from calling me and the kids every day to every other day and then reducing communication just to text. At first, I thought he was just busy settling in. But the night before we went to fly out, he video chatted us and the kids asked him why he seemed disappointed that they were coming, which is not oh, what you want. That's awful. He said that they were just imagining things and it was just how his face looked on camera, which, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. but. We'll see. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. see. As we settled into our new home, he shot us pretty resentful looks and continuously snapped at me not to touch this or that. Like most expats, we live in a home that was miles grander and showier than we could ever get back home. And with a lot of stuff like a company car and housekeeping services paid for by the company. And my husband had money to burn and started having ridiculously high expectations about how we were dressed and how we looked. He bought himself loads of designer watches with his fellow corporate masters of the universe friends and spent lavishly at restaurants and bars on the company tab. He also invested quite a bit of our money in real estate here since the government is pushing for foreign investors to invest, even adopting a more liberal outward rhetoric in order to be more appealing to the West. The country we live in has extreme wealth disparities, most of it, unfortunately, not held by locals. There is a center city where all the high-end stores, hotels, and clubs and restaurants are, and then there are some homes in the country as well. And despite the fact that this country is technically conservative, escorting is rampant and is an outgrowth of the generally desperate economic straits of families and the the fact that it is obvious who has money and therefore where to go and who to target. Yikes. So basically a bunch of escorts are going to the city center to drum up some business. Try to feed the family. These Western folk. Oof, yikes. Escorts are apparently and basically everywhere in the area we live where there are restaurants or bars or entertainment. When men see dressed up local women in pairs roaming around an establishment, they just assume they're escorts. And 90% of the time, they're right. Oh, man. God. An expat friend once asked a woman who approached him in a bar what she did for a living. And she said, what does it look like I do for a living? I see. <laughs> my husband then started criticizing my appearance a lot. And when we'd go out, he'd ask if I ever considered wearing my hair like woman A, B, or C. Or we'll go out to eat as a family and he will ignore what the kids are saying and just stare at different women. Which is just disrespectful, man. Absolutely. Like, keep your eyes on your food or your wife. Or your kids. Or your kids. Kids, yeah. When his friends come over, my husband always brags in front of me about the women that approached him, not just at bars, but he also brags about how local women who work in the office with him are also exceptionally engaging. He even got pretty aggressive when we were hooking up and wanted to choke me and pee on me. This is getting dark. This is getting dark. When we tried some more intense stuff, he pulled my hair hard enough to draw blood. And when I said I didn't want to do it anymore, he started screaming that a bunch of women who look exactly like his type would be eager to do it all and more for less than I spend on dinner. Jeez. God. Oh, jeez. I'm not having fun. My daughter found a bunch of contacts on his phone that blew up his phone with flirty messages on WhatsApp. And instead of at least pretending to be ashamed for her daughter's sake, he went, well, at least your dad's still attractive. How is that supposed to make a kid feel better? Like yeah, I... 
It's like you're cheating on mom, and it's like, your dad's got some pretty good looks, At least eh? I still good looking. No. No, that's not how you handle it. And then it turned into a diatribe about how he had to give out the number to one woman because she looked close to tears when he tried to pull away, which likely story, bro. While most women are respectful when a man is with his wife and or family, sometimes it happens where we're at restaurants and hotels, and my husband is just like a regular there for dinner, and then women who I assume are also regulars will disregard my presence and give me scornful once-overs. When we were out as a family and my husband sees a woman give his attire an improving once-over, he will smile flirtatiously back and seem to bask in the glow and not pay any attention to me or the kids. And it's like, these are people who just want your money. Like, yeah, bro. This has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with your you. Looks. Nothing at all. They're just trying to milk you for all it's worth. Moo. Moo, moo. I've been to support groups and have been told to let it wear off because many other wives have experienced their husbands being drunk on attention. Also, what kind of support group yeah, is well, that? That's it's like, terrible support. It's your <laughs> fault. Just the boys will be boys. Husbands will be husbands. Who's giving this support? Yeah, this is terrible, terrible support. support. Join the OKOP support group. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you better support than freaking whatever you're getting. But my husband seems to be getting more and more obsessed with the attention. My son is young, but he has gone from happy go lucky to glaring at his father and whoever he is smiling at. My husband and I have tried to communicate, but everything turns into my fault. I do not appreciate his contributions enough. He says I don't appreciate his contributions enough when I disagree with him, saying the kids don't need to learn how to do laundry because the housekeeper will do it for them. I also don't appreciate him when he continually asks to hook up for the third time in a night. I do not appreciate him when I move the furniture from how he organized it or when I disagree with him on anything. I started tracking our banking information and found out that he made numerous large withdrawals. He denied vehemently that he was seeing escorts and said, I seemed jealous and had something against people who escorts like I don't use escorts, but how dare you judge people who use escorts? I don't use them, but you shouldn't judge them. Oh, man. I told him that to the contrary, I feel bad for people who need to put their lives and health at risk like this and that these people don't have any forms of government assistance. We had a big fight that night and I went to stay with a friend for the night to cool off. When I came back home, he glared at me and said, oh, you're back. What if I don't want you here anymore? Excuse me? Rude. Excuse me? Rude. I do not know what to do. My support group keeps telling me that he will get off his power trip, but if I leave him, I will likely lose any assets I have here. My kids obviously still have school and love their classmates. I need any advice on how to save my marriage or how to get my husband to stop thinking that I am not enough for him when I haven't changed from when we were not expats. While he respected and appreciated me back at home, he scorns me here. What should I do? Wow. I mean, God, what a... Bro, the post says it all. Break up with him. Yes. Leave with the kids. Get yes. a divorce. Yeah. God, he, like, Run far, far away. He's treating you like garbage. Like, he's no. not doing anything at all. Yeah. And, and it's and also, it's like, it's just so clear his behavior before and after. So it's like something there made him change. And I think we all have a pretty good idea of what that was. Yeah. Escorts. Yep. <laughs> um, but man, run for the hills, bro. Just like OP... You deserve better. Absolutely. And you know where our listeners should run to, Samuel? Oh, they should run to the OKOP support group, otherwise known as the subscribe button on hey. YouTube, the follow button on Spotify, and the follow button on TikTok. Make sure to support us wherever you can. And then I'd also like to give a special shout out to our very, like, like our growing Patreon base. Um, we really appreciate you. Absolutely. We have. Ooh. We have another. We have a new one as of today. Ayo. We have the OG Scott Squad, 
Kathy Quigley, Keegan Simmons, Desiree Canterbury, Connor Van Baron, Nina Campbell, and newest edition, Will Combs. Will Combs. If you guys want to shout out at the end of the episode, you know what to do. Join yeah. the Patreon. Link is in the bio. Please help us make more things. Yes. This is great. This is our pride and joy. Yes, it is. Our lovely love message. Yes. To you. Very lovely. Lovely, lovely. Double the lovely. Double the lovely. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Two out of every two podcasters on the OKOP don't have five stars on Spotify. That's both of us. So if you could donate your thumbs to us right now and use them to tap five stars on Spotify or wherever you're listening, we might avoid lethal injection. Just go to our profile on Spotify, click about, and then rate us five stars or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Save your podcasters, Sam and John, today.